What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. You are on Fan the Flame podcast. I have a brother with me tonight. Um, I have been on his podcast. We've dialogued back and forth about some things that I think tonight might be a challenge or a chance and a challenge rather for us to get deeper into them. Uh, Drew Logan has Drew cast on any uh, podcast platform you can find. Um, dude's doing some great things. And uh, again, th- this this whole setup for, for me is to to be a voice for the kingdom of heaven and and let God's glory be known in, in what I'm doing and, and just pushing the agenda that Jesus pushed and which is getting closer to the king, man. And uh, we went into a lot of deep things, a deep uh, testimonials last time when I was on his podcast. And uh, we're going to do about the uh, some of the same tonight. But I think I think this one will be a little bit different. I think that uh, we both kind of came to the agreement that, again, this is uncandid. This this is something that I think that maybe uh, you you won't tep- typically always get um, in maybe your Sunday morning sermon. Um, but I think it's a lot of stuff that the church needs to at least talk about or or, or be awakened to what's going on and um, what's happening in our culture and how there's agenda being pushed against God's church and God's elect, and that we need to we need to kind of warn about those, but we also need to extort, um, just exhort exhort God's goodness in in the gospel of Christ. So I'm gonna open in prayer, and then we're just gonna jump in. So, Father, I want to thank you for this time, this opportunity that you've given us, um, this platform, so that your voice may be heard. God, may may what we speak about today be powerful, be truth, be um, everything that your kingdom represents god yes love um but god there's there's a there's a time um that, that we need to speak out about what's happening so that people are aware of um what's going on and your prophets did it and in the old testament and the new and uh, matter of fact your kingdom that was preached by all your apostles none of them got out unscathed all of them died for preaching the word that is jesus and so tonight let us just follow in that trail that was blazed before us to be uh, voices for you and voices for what you're doing in the earth today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Drew. What's up, man? Oh, man. What's up? How are you? What's up, man? Uh, real quick, I want to touch on the apostles. Those guys got murked. Those guys got destroyed, like gnarly deaths, um, like just, just a terrible way to die, the way those guys died. Just saying, like, I mean, the faith is that strong that you could go through that, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm doing good. I'm doing good to answer your question. I I've had better days. I don't think the devil wants me on your podcast because I have a gnarly fever right now. Mm-hmm. My, my wife is sick. My little girl, she she didn't sleep last night. She was like coughing so much to where she's only two. So she doesn't know how to like spit up loogies. So she was mm-hmm. puking all night. And so ah. had to get up at five, go to work. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a rough day. I hope I'm good to go for his podcast. And my wife, I get home. She's like, just take her. And then oh. I'm, I'm, I make a bath for my wife. And meanwhile, I'm not feeling good either. But it's like one of those things where you got to be the rock. You know, you got to yeah. you got to suck it up. So I was like, if I'm going to suck it up for this, I'm going to suck it up for the podcast. Let's do it, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. well th- here's the deal, man. Part of part of what I just prayed for, part of being kingdom culture is taking care of your family. And if that's your number one ministry, if you're not taking care of your family and you're and stewarding your relationship with your wife and stewarding her heart right and taking care of your littles, man, like it's kind of hard to be entrusted to something, um, you know, something beyond that. And 
I, I God, God really had to take me back in a season and, and take care of some of those um, things in my family. And, you know, he's given me, he's blessed me with multiple platforms and I'm, I'm super thankful for what God has given me, but yeah, man. Um, the, I love how you opened up with the apostles, man. Like I, I was just reading today about how all of them died. I mean, you're talking martyrdom, you know, dragged through towns on horses till you're dead, um, pushed off cliffs um, and not dying. So then being stoned to death, Peter was crucified upside down on a cross because, you know, he was he 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 felt it so amazing that he was able to be crucified like Jesus, but he didn't think he was worthy to be crucified the right side up. So he said, turn me upside down. You know, my, my savior died, um, right side up. I want to be upside down. So, uh, some of the, if you read about the history of how these men died, the only one that really got out, you know, I wouldn't even say un unscathed because he was like breaking rocks for the Roman culture and building paved, uh, paved roads for them. Or he was making roads for them was John. And he was exiled on this Island called Patmos where, uh, he was a slave. He was he was a slave. And um, I've heard this, you know, I preached this. It wasn't a Caribbean vacation. He was this <laughs> island. It was it was hard work, hard labor for a culture that he was, you know, uh, that hated him. And so kind of sounds familiar to somebody else that died on a tree for us. Um, but yeah, man, uh, those guys are are heroes of the faith at the end of the day. And, and I think that we, we, we can learn so much from them and, and follow in their footsteps and and you know, kind of leading into tonight, man, like they were willing to, to go through whatever it took to get God's word out there and to warn, extort, um, I keep saying extort, exhort, um, the word of God and just, um, proclaim the kingdom of heaven, you know, and, and we're, we're, we're kind of living in a culture that's counterculture of that. And, um, you're noticing so much go on with, um, just the twisting, of of uh the good things that god has tried to establish and put in place for his people to enjoy and um so, so just a few thoughts on that man what Where, where's your you're, you're living in california so so yeah. what are you what are you seeing man what what is your what is your heart's cry i guess is my my question to you for as a father as a husband as a welder as a, as a worker you know like what do yeah. you want for your kids and what kind of what kind of life do you want to cultivate for them? Well, let me just say how <clears throat> 2020 was a powerful year because I had a, a, a best friend and uh, for 10 years, he was always, I would always tell him about God and he would just kind of spit at the, the comments I made. And um, he really like pushed God out of, out of his way. I think he tried to burn a Bible um he has demons into him because he's like he ain't real all this mm -hmm. stuff and uh just the evil he saw uh during 2020 uh he became a christian come on yeah so i mean that goes to tell you what kind of leadership is going on right now in the united states and in california specifically 2020 to 2022 was real intense uh as a blue collar man a, a union welder working in Orange County, I was really blessed to not work in LA County because they were, they were just vaccinating everybody. You had to, or else you weren't going to work. So right. it was, uh, it was an intense time because I wasn't going to get it. Um, but when it comes to, uh, the Lord and like how he was in my life during that time, 
um, I was getting a little fearful of the government and of what they were doing. And, uh, and I, I think I had you on my podcast because like even this war in Ukraine, Mm. um, you know, this proxy war with America versus Russia, basically, Mm -hmm. um, I was nervous about nuclear war and I had you on at that time. And I was just like, really, really nervous. And you kind of were just like, Hey man, God's in control of Mm. all of this dude. Mm. And, um, I was starting to go to church again. Uh, and the church I was going to was talking about Romans, um, about how you need to, uh, follow the laws of your government, whatever they make and all that stuff. And like, God's appointed the leaders there. So, you know, respect them, all that stuff. I have a really hard time doing that right now. (laughs) Um, but I think there's a deeper, deeper, like, like everybody talks about deep state going on and, uh, we could dive into things about that. I have a lot of information, I believe on that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of what my podcast has been about. Uh, that's what drive me to create the podcast was I wanted to create a voice for my friends and for me, we all had all these And anyways. So yeah, that's kind of where my podcast drive from, but I see God in all of this. Mm -hmm. I see the good and the bad. I see the spiritual warfare. Um, uh, and yeah, there's truth and then there's lies and it's hard to get to that truth. But the ultimate truth is Jesus is still in God is still in control. Mm-hmm. And I often forget that, but I, I have to remind myself he is in control of all this. Mm-hmm. And he's sovereign, you know, uh, and man, there's so much wrapped around what you said with the spiritual realm. And one of the things that God constantly reminds me is. Yeah, he's he's in control, but he also gives us this thing called free will. And if not practiced right, you you have what we have right now running rampant and not just America, but the world. We you have oh, yeah. evil uh, running rampant in places where it really shouldn't. God wants to put his blessing on it, but it's like his hands are tied because people are choosing evil over good. They're they're pushing demonic agenda, um, whether it be from a certain community or another community or whatever community you like at, if it's not the community of the kingdom of heaven then it's not god's will for our lives if it's not the best intentions toward uh, matthew 6 33 to, to seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness then we're choosing something else and with that i think that what we need to understand you talked about government and and there's a government of heaven i think that people just forget about because we're so carnal focused we're so focused on the the what's in front of us the physicality of what's in front of us where paul you know he he preaches this message in colossians like keep your mind fixated on things above not below because we can get so fixated on so and so got elected so and so did this that that we forget why did those people get elected in the first place well let's just say this on this earth there's nobody perfect, no voter, no president, no politician, nobody. Um, there's people that I, there's people that, that I that I genuinely believe that want to fix things and want to perfect things. And those are the people that that we align with and value and moral value, moral compass. So we vote for them. Well, there's this battle that's unseen that's going on. One of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible is Ephesians six twelve, and it says, "For our battle is not against flesh and blood." We wrestle not with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the uh, disposition, against powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, 
against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly sphere. So our battle, that's the amplified classic version. So it's expounded on it a bit, but our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against that person or that thing. It's against the, the evil that's that's been infiltrated into their minds and influenced them to push demonic agendas. And it's no different with government, which is why Paul was uh, stapled on praying for your leaders always, no matter how much like we dis dislike them or um, want to discard them, you know, I'll be real honest. And you know me to know, like, I'm not super uh, grateful of the of the the current political um, agenda being pushed by this president that we have. And there's there's a lot of things Donald Trump did that I didn't agree with, like sticking his foot in his mouth. But I'll tell you what, I sure enjoyed paying less for gas than I do now. And um, I, I there's just there's so many moral things. And, and he, again, is, is not the most moral man in, in, in doing things. But who like here's the thing. If you're just willing, God can work with that. But if you're consistently bucking what the spirit of the Lord wants to do, I believe that his hands are tied. And I, and I believe that America at large in, in many portions is getting um, is getting what we've gotten because we've turned our backs. Oh, yeah. We've turned our backs toward God and his kingdom. And and so we have to what, what we have to do is we have to pray and petition God to rise a remnant and to and to put up a standard of righteousness against these demonic forces that we that we um, hear about in Ephesians 6, 12 that are influencing um, these people. So. Anyway, that, that's a lot to chew on, but that's that's just kind of where where I am. I th- right well, I I think it starts at the home. It starts at the father, the wife, the kids, <clears throat> because they're after your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just this government. Like you're talking about elected officials that we elected. Um, we <laughs> we didn't elect the World Economic Forum. We didn't elect. Uh, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Noah Harari, all these people that go to Davos. And uh, when they talk about this uh, climate change and and all these things that they're pushing on to us, it's probably just to raise our taxes. I get that. But they also have this agenda to, um, uh, I don't know, if you look, if you just look into the World Economic Forum and you look into those names I just said, uh, your mind will be a little bit blown because it lines up with everything that's going on. Um, every country right now is kind of in chaos. Paris, they got all the people running the streets, uh, taking down BlackRock, which is a hedge fund organization that basically bought all the houses in California in 2022. Right now, a house used to go for 450,000. Now they go for a million. Mm. Uh, they basically raised my rent a thousand two hundred dollars in the last year. So, um, there's many things at foot. And I'm with Scotty whenever, you know, you bring in the spirit and you're talking about the spirit. The spirit is the ultimate battle, Mm -hmm. the flesh. But I'm just letting you people know the flesh is also having a gnarly battle right now. And um, I listened to your uh, podcast with Tate and his struggle with um, pornography and all that. Mm -hmm. I think all men do, if you ask me. Um, And uh, so it's like they've found ways to corrupt us and even me like they got me as a little kid not not like not necessarily in just one area but like in this idea of like 
I want to leave this small town and move somewhere and become this big famous singer and get all the girls and and mm-hmm. just uh that's all I saw whenever I was a kid and and almost up until 2020. Uh but I, I don't want to sound like such a um oh what's the word for it? I was a good kid till still. I I knew Jesus. I remember sure. accept accepting him into my heart in second grade. Sure. And like crying like knowing this is real and uh went to Mexico and my fondest memories are you know crying with my brother at the altar so amen you know what i mean amen that's good bro that's good and, and you're right to to talk about the physicality of it because at the end of the day if the spiritual realm gets a hold of people it always manifests physically i don't care if it's murder rape uh corrupt whatever you fill in the blank like it will always manifest physically which is why it's important as as believers that we walk in the spirit because the Holy Spirit also manifests in the physical. I mean, the works of Christ, we're, we're called to do the works of Christ, and we cannot do the works of Christ without the leading of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, those are things that are practiced. And so if we're, if we're possessed by the Spirit of God, which we should be as believers, then we should protrude those things. Those things should just pour out of us. And so if we're not, let's, let's say we're in, let's say we're allowing another spirit in, a demonic spirit in, guess what? What I do, what comes out of me physically is going to be that attached to that spirit, whether it's lust, whether it's murder, whether it's adultery, whatever the case may be. If I choose to let that spirit in, which is why I firmly believe, and, and some people will disagree with me on this, um, I believe that people that are believers following Christ, Christians, uh, brothers and sisters of the faith, followers of the way, I believe that they cannot be possessed by a demon but I believe that they can be oppressed by a demon. I believe that, that, that there can be a demonic force working against them. And if they give way to that, just like the Bible says, we, we should walk according to the spirit, not the flesh. Because when we give way to the flesh, sin is what happens. When we give way to the spirit, salvation is what happens. And, and so I think that that's true, man. Like you're right on. You're right on with it because you're seeing the physicality of what's happening in the spiritual world. What's happening in the spiritual world is going to dump over into the physical world. And that's where we're at right now with with everything you just said. I mean, the World Forum, Russia, all of it, like it's it's all a part of what's happening in the spirit realm and what you're what you're allowing in. This is one thing I've preached since I started preaching. What you allow in is what will be in your life, period. I don't care. What basic. It is. Keep it simple. What yeah. you allow in is what will be and what you're watching, what you're listening to. I got I got a 16 year old. And I'm constantly like, what's in your ear? You know, if, if you're if you're if you're rolling around listening to Bad Bunny, then that's what, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, I mean, uh, oh, yeah, what's the other, I, I hear I deal with youth all the time. And I mean, I'm an ISO. I'm a probation officer for juveniles. And one of the first thing I always noticed is they all have they all have their earbuds in their ears, no matter what they're doing, where they're at. So if you're constantly listening to that, I mean. Guess who was a worship leader in heaven before he got sent to hell? Guess who was the highest of angels? Lucifer, angel? baby. <clears throat> it was that piece of crap. So, so is it that far off for us to think about these guys that are in control politically to be influenced by somebody who doesn't have rain anymore and wants to have all the rain that he can't have? Yeah, you look at that Travis Scott concert, too. I don't know if you saw that, but that was like the darkest concert I've ever seen. You know, all those kids that got... I got squished and he was just sitting there like um 
there was just a lot of symbolisms. I, I, I talked to this guy who was in the occult. <clears throat> he was in the occult. And uh, um, basically, there's a lot of crazy symbolisms in those things. And um, it represents the devil is what they technically worship. And they, you know, the 666, all the stuff. Um, you see LeBron James do it. You see the all-seeing eye. You see basically people being a slave to the dollar, to which... you know what i mean and money does is the root of all evil and you see it the love love of money sorry (laughs) you're good good. i I just i just had to say that (laughs) yeah that's true it's true i've seen it with my own (laughs) eyes i've seen people around me especially in orange county the love of money just consumes them Mm. um i'm i'm anyways uh that concert was crazy and music is kind of my forte and i was i fell victim to the girls the the money all that stuff like i wanted that and then i've just had in the last three years i've just had this big awakening i don't even listen to music bro and if i do (laughs) i it's literally spanish music i turn it (laughs) all five stations in my car are like colombian uh spanish spanish and then like one of them is like classic piano or something i i legitimately Mm -hmm. don't listen to music I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's and I, and I do it, or I, I should listen to more Christian music like Hillsong United. I love those guys, but um, I just like to shut off the noise, man, or whatever yeah. the voices. I just mm-hmm. want to hear. I don't understand Spanish, so mm-hmm. even though I married a Latina, like <laughs> I don't she know. Teach Spanish. you, I'm sure. At least teach you how She's to dance. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, th- yeah, she can dance. Um, but uh. I know a little bit. I I can pick up. I could definitely pick up a conversation. I think, but whenever it's in music, I can't understand what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's so good. So, music music is an open door. Th- think about this, okay? We go to church on Sundays or Saturday nights or whatever, um, and we worship God. There's a worship set. There's a set that the musicians do that that bring the presence of God, that 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 uh, usher us into the presence of God. And uh, that's kind of a full Pentecostal way of, of thinking, and then which is kind of how my brain works. I, but when I whether I'm with a group of people or whether I'm by myself with my worship music on, I'm giving myself fully to the Lord. Like in that moment, I'm I'm and hopefully I'm doing that in other areas. I mean, worship worship is a lifestyle. It's not just about music, by the way. I think we should probably preface the whole thing with that, but. When when we're in that place with God, and, and I call it getting wrecked because there's times when I'm in my prayer closet and I've got my worship music or I'm in the gym. It's my sanctuary and I just got my Jesus music, Jesus music flowing and I, it's just like emotions start to bubble and I can't handle it. And I just like ugh, I pour out, you know, and so if we're doing that for the Lord, right, I mean, that corporately or individually, we're doing that for the Lord. So if we're listening to worldly music and it's not worship music we're opening there's an open door to our brain to our brain waves to be able to take what we're hearing and it and it gives you a certain feeling everybody knows when you're in high school before, that's played football and 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 acdc thunderstruck is getting ready to play and, and, and you're getting ready to run out the tunnel like you're at high alert you're like ah like you know and so the, it does tie to our emotions it does pull at the string of our emotions and what better place worshipfully before the Lord than to pour out what we're feeling all day from our stresses, from whatever. 
but if we're listening to the wrong music, bro, we're being what we're giving we're giving an open dialogue in our brain for the enemy to place whatever he wants in there, whether it's through a Travis Scott concert or uh, who's the other dude? Um, oh gosh, they're all they're all crazy right it, now, dude. <laughs> and back to that concert, like like you were talking about, dude. Like I did, I saw, I saw some clips from that, and I actually posted, I actually posted on Facebook about that, and I was like, this is purely demonic. And I just went after like, this is purely demonic. If your kids are listening to this man, stop them now, like stop them yesterday. And I was taking hits left and right. Dude, it's just music and you're being crazy. You're a crazy Christian. But I'm like, is it though? Is it really just music? I mean, eight, how many people died in that? Like, Would you want your little girl there? Would you want your little boy there? Exactly. And, and that, people, that's all I thought about was dude, I, the, the I got to protect my kids. with Yeah. That stuff. The chant that he's singing when that dude's dying. It's just the, the vocal over and over that he's yeah. singing. It was yeah, so, dark. it was it's basically eerie. demonic. Yeah. 100%. And I'm sitting here going, why is this dude not being held responsible for these people dying at his concert? Like, there's there, these people that their children died, like, and they interviewed a few people. Like, I saw some people that they interviewed and they were like, I've never felt that close to death in my life. And I can't explain the feeling. It was just, overwhelming biggest deepest darkest depression that i could ever imagine or tell you i'm like that's satan dude you literally you went to a concert and you opened up the door for the devil to come in and that's why i'm so passionate about that <clears throat> my heart breaks for these kids because they just don't know nobody took the time to tell them or maybe they did and they just didn't listen but that that type of stuff right there opens up the door of demonic activity man you, you, i mean what's that dude's name the the ex or the satanist that died i can't remember his name now he was on um ex extentation was that his name the, he got the guy, shot and killed then there's another the one juice world he he overdosed okay the the original guy of the satanic church is the guy i'm talking about uh lavelle something anyway okay he this is crazy he he was on uh was it Hotel California, that album, The Eagles. He was on one of their uh, album covers. So you're talking about a band. Are you talking about The Eagles? Yeah. But the, oh, the, he was in The Eagles. He was on a cover, one of their covers. I think it was Hotel California. He was on. Have you ever heard that song? About, have you ever listened to the lyrics of that song? Oh yeah, Stab the Beast. Oh yeah, all that uh, stuff. Mission Bell. <clears throat> Mission Bell. What, like, so just yeah. just yeah. just think about yeah. that. Like, that ties what, into the occult. I, like a lot of what you're saying. I talked to this guy, New York Patriot. He's from New York and he he was in the occult and like I was asking him about the Illuminati and this is kind of the same topic we're talking about and and all of it derives from the devil, just so you know. But basically in 2010, whenever I started seeing the triangle, because like I said, I was a musician trying to pursue getting signed or something or that that life and I was deterred from it whenever I started seeing and hearing um, people talk about selling their soul. Uh, mm. You have to, you know, go with the agenda of the corporate um, label. Uh, basically, you may not even sign anything like s selling your soul to the devil. It may not be like that, like an actual sign. But the decisions you make to continue that lifestyle is basically signing your soul away. and so. 
Um, and who knows, maybe there's an actual signing the soul, but like you didn't get that far. <laughs> the th- no, no I mean, heck you, no. You, you no, 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 no. I saw it. I saw yeah, it in 2011 yeah. and I even had opportunities and I got lucky. I I sang a song with a guy named Charm Britton who was in Little Wayne's music video smoking a joint with him. These these hoes ain't loyal. Like that mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. huge song. And he was right there and he knows Chris Brown. He knows all these people. If I really thought I wanted to do that with my life, I think I still could hit those people up and continue to try. Sure. I I just am <clears throat> I don't want that. I want to move back to Kansas and live on uh, six acres and uh, keep on. to myself, <laughs> dude. So, so this my spirit just went woo. Like when you said, you know, all those things were in front of you, but you, you saw it. You, yeah, you had the it. discernment to see it. Like my spirit gave way to you as a child re- receiving Christ as Savior, because there's still that seed that was planted in you is still alive. And and the Bible says in Proverbs that train a child in the way that he should go when he's older, he will not depart from it. And so you, you, even, even being away and being in your stuff with the, with the girls, with the lust, with all the stuff we talked about earlier, like you still were able to, okay, this is, I'm not willing to go this road. I'm not willing to take this wide wide road that leads to destruction. I better stay on the narrow path that leads to life. And that, that just made me elated because I, I'm like, man, he, he like, that's the beauty of God. Even in the midst of that darkness where you were prop, you were headed. I mean, you had a, I want to go be famous. I want to, I want the, it was working. I want. It was working. Yeah. Like, it, I think it's easier working. because yeah. it's the luring in, right? It's, it's, it's easier to do the wrong thing than it's going to be to do the right thing. That's just a hundred percent of the time and going. And, and here's the thing. I think I should probably say this before we get much further. I'm not giving the enemy any any more credit than he deserves. And I'm not saying every single musician or artist is after this. I, there, there's two different worlds and there's no gray area. That's that's what I believe. I, I don't believe that you can. There's so many like, oh, my goodness, we could go on. Like, like Nicki Minaj, when, when they when they were like, well, yeah, I just want to think she's like, I just want to thank God. And then she drops the N word. And I'm like, think who, what God are you talking to? Because you don't talk about my God. You're not talking about Jehovah Jireh. You're not talking about the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. Like you're, you're talking to, an, you're thinking another God. And I, and I think that that's where the confusion can set in for these kids. They can hear yeah. these disruptive, demonic songs and then go, well, yeah, but she thanked God for getting a Grammy. For what? I wonder, though, if as a child, she did know God, like you said about me. And then Possibly. she, because you can <clears throat> be a lukewarm Christian your whole life. And like, <clears throat> And like have that moment of knowing Jesus and still getting caught up in the world. Mm-hmm. It, what's the verse? If you love the world, it's I know you know it. Um, if if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Yes. Or, yeah. So, well, stuff. Yes, that. And there's one more about you know if you love the way of the world, but that's close enough. That's basically it. But um, I really wonder because some of these people that I've listened to that have kind of there's a thing called the awakening or red pilled or whatever, where you kind of just wake up to all the things that's going on. You don't really know the answer. At least I've seen from outside people, but you know, what's crazy is they all seem to find Jesus. Eventually Mm -hmm. they find that spirit again, Mm -hmm. or they find it for the first time. And so I still have faith in Nicki Minaj to Mm -hmm. change when she's, maybe 50 years old has it all has done it all or whatever and just realizes this is empty because that's what that's what it is man i've been around money i've been around 
I've been around guys who have $45 million, took me to Vegas. These are the homies. And guess what? I still felt empty on that next morning. And mm -hmm. the cup is not full. Now I got a sick wife and sick kid. And tomorrow I'm going to wake up and my cup is overflowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Come on. And so I think I, I, I want to. I wouldn't talk crap necessarily. I see what you're saying because it's mm -hmm. leading kids down a path like, well, she can, she can um, put her butt on Instagram and a thong and I can too. She loves the Lord. I go to church still, you know, it's, yeah. it's a confusing yeah. thing. It, yeah. It's a sneaky, it's a sneaky road right. when it, when we look up to these people, but we're already worshiping them. When you go to their mm -hmm. concert and you got 10,000 people and you're all like, yeah, phones, like yeah. that's worship, dude. Mm -hmm. If you ask me mm -hmm. and it's just something I've always thought about. I, I know I love that, man. And and nobody's too far gone. You're exactly right. God's grace extends further than my small mind. Uh, and I and I yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think so many times, but I guess what I've seen for um I guess I just I don't want people to be confused, you know? Yeah. And and if nobody warns, if nobody Hey, dude, like you're going the wrong way, man. Like there's a train coming and you're walking right toward it and your headphones are on. You can't hear it. Like you're going to die. And if I don't scream at you to get you off the track, like you just love die. the kingdom, bro. You yeah, love the kingdom. I, I do. I, 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 love I righteousness, I, man. I see it in you. It, it fans my flame. Mm. I, I, I wanted you to have a podcast. I knew you needed a podcast, dude. And, and like, um, all my friends that, or on my show, I point them to your show and like, they listen and they're like, that guy's awesome. Mm, like, and it's, it's God in you, but mm. I think that's where this passion comes from. Sometimes some people can feel overwhelmed and, and like, uh, Oh, do I gotta be like Scotty? Do I gotta be like, like, do I think, you know, that's the fire God's put in your heart. And I think, um, I went to a Bible college and I wanted to be a missionary and, um, I truly did. And I ended up <clears throat> having a class where I had to, how would you teach the word of God in Saudi Arabia? That was mm -hmm. my assignment. Mm -hmm. And I had to give a presentation and I found welding. They paid like 250,000 a year. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to weld. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I did this, um, this, uh, this speech on basically how you know, there's Muslim police in Saudi Arabia that will kill you or imprison you if they find out you're a Christian and you are, you know, spreading the gospel mm -hmm. or have a Bible. And so I was like, I think the best way to in, in my presentation, I was like, you know, you could become a welder and go over there for a year or two and make good money. And then you could, you know, when you work alongside somebody, you can either a you can really get annoyed by them or b become their good friend. Yeah. And I was just saying how, you know, missionaries can it can be used and everybody thinks a missionary is just somebody who goes to a village and opens up a Bible and plays <laughs> kickball with the little kids and says Bible school over here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true. And it's yeah. a great, that's a great um, foundation for that. But I believe God put it on my heart. Like I'm going to give you a little tougher road, Drew. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to go into uh, this welding career. I'll bless you with it. And I will give you all the adventure you want. But um, you know, you need to ultimately give your testimony and tell people about God, tell me, mm -hmm. people about me. And so I went to welding school and and now I'm out here in California and I'm in the thick of it, man. I asked mm -hmm. for, I, you know, what's funny is be careful what you ask for because 
he will give it to you and then it, it can be COVID-19 can come and the government can try to lock you down and jab you up and all yeah. sorts of stuff just to work. So you got to be careful what you wish for. That's so good. Man. I love I love how you wanted to be a missionary and God changed your trajectory based on where he needed you. And I think that all of us at large have an idea of what once we're infused with that, go get them for God attitude. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then the Lord is just like, hey, pump the brakes, man. I, I need to take you over here for a little bit because I have to I have to uh, build some things in you. I have to develop some things in you. And, man, this is what happened to me in the last four or five years with ministry. Like, it looks nothing like I expected it to. And I'm thankful for that because I would probably screw it up if I had it my way. I've proven that over and over, but he continues to put me and allow me to go into positions where I have no other choice but to rely on him. And, and I, I'm there all the time. Like, God, if you don't show up here, I'm doomed, you know? And it's that constant reminder of, Hey, Scott, I'm with you. I'm with you right now. Is this like before, uh, you know, you go, is this like before you go preach somewhere you before, like you realize maybe a little bit of nerves kicking. You realize God just meet me there. <clears throat> Is that the what you say? All the time. I like bro. That. That, that's a piece of it. But yeah, I mean that absolutely because I'm not a guy. I think I talked about this uh, in the last episode, maybe with Brennan um, or with Tate. Uh, I don't have 40 hours a week to spend writing a sermon. Like I, yeah, I stay connected to the vine the best I can. So I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. That makes sense. Like I, I want to be so, and, I, and I'm not perfect at this, but I want to be so enthused, like infused with the word of God that it just pours out of me. And there's a message ready at the gym or the grocery store or um, Walmart or wherever. Like it happens all the time. It just happened to me last night. You know, uh, a, a friend of mine, I was like, man, I'm going to get out of the gym early tonight. I'm going to get home early tonight. It's going to be awesome. And then I go, to like get my bag and get out of there and i run into a, a buddy of mine and like we're, we work out at the same place but we didn't really get a lot of deep talk and then we just go into it and all of a sudden i'm just like preaching the word and i'm like out standing outside noticing like 10 minutes turned into 20 minutes turned into and he's like man i needed that bro like i needed i love where your heart's at and i'm like man i it's not me like it's not me it's not about me it's never been about me it's always been about his glory but if we leave ourselves, you know, if we leave that window open for the God to just to come in and, and dine with us, if we leave that door open for him, like he will, he'll meet us right there. And for me, it's it's always about in season and out of season, as the word says, be ready to preach the word in season and out of season. And that's what you're doing. You're in season you thought was going to be a ministry overseas. And so this out of season, so to speak, for a while, welding or whatever, you're still preaching the word because you were raised to understand what God has done for you and what he wants to do for other people. And you, you are, you're in the thick of it. You're in it, you know, as far as Christianity being a culture, I mean, yeah, there's places in California. Absolutely. I mean, Azusa, the Azusa started in California. I mean, do, do, your, do some research on that. Like the Azusa outpouring, like they're, that's where a lot of things started Bonnie Bray's house, you know, you, you can look that stuff up, but like, man, th that, that ground is so fertile with, with what God wants to do. It's, it's insane, bro. It's like what he wants to do in that region. 
the outpour of his spirit that he wants to put in California is crazy. Like, and that's any dry place spiritually, any dry place. God wants to infiltrate. He wants to take ground from the kingdom of darkness. He just does. That's, and that's what you were saying earlier. Like when we hunger and thirst for righteousness so much, and we see the inconsistency with um, that kingdom because people are quenching the spirit, so to speak. They're, they're quenching the spirit of God because of sin or rebellion or whatever, where God wants to show up. There's, there's a literal hold. There's a restraining because of what's happening. But God is never, ever too far out of reach for us to call out. And thief on the cross, man. Right? I, I love the, his life. I love the the story of the prodigal son. I yeah. can relate to it a lot. <clears throat> and I still run back to that because I'm the furthest thing from perfect. And so are you. Um, but you... I, what you remind me of is is uh, I feel like you look up to Jesus in such a way that um, you want to be as much like him as possible. And and that's the idea. That's the that's the probably the fire he's put in your heart. And and I have the what God I feel has given me is to love my neighbor as thyself. Like I talk to people on my podcast um, who are totally don't believe in God and I still give them my time and I still love them. And they, can, they make fun of me a little bit. Like one guy's like, so you're telling me Mary was a virgin and like, <laughs> and like all this stuff. And like, I'm like, and, and it makes me, you know, it's la whatever, but like, I, I, I'm trying to figure out, um, to lead by example. And I say that lightly because I'm not the greatest example, but like, I just try to love and understand and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But your gift is something that I look up to and everybody who's listening to you right now looks up to you, man. Mm -hmm. And, and, and like, um, you're just fanning flames. I love the name. Right. When I heard your podcast name, I was like, dude, that is legit. Like that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And um, I don't I know where I was going that, with all that, bro. but yeah. What's I up? Said, I said on that, I, I didn't know. I told the Lord about three weeks in before I'm getting ready to roll. I'm like, you got to give me a name, God. You got to give me a name for this podcast. <laughs> and Second Timothy 1, six was on my heart all week. And I'm like, man, don't for, like Paul. Paul is stating to Timothy, this young, this young Paul. I mean, he's raised him up in the faith and he's he, he sends him to Ephesus to preach at the biggest church in the world at this time. And Paul's like, hey. Don't forget to fan into flame the gifts that God gave you when I laid hands on you and ordained you for your ministry. Don't forget that fire, that, that, that burning inferno inside of you. And that's what I feel like I, I have. You know, me and my wife has the, have these talks and about passion and what we're passionate about and what we want to pursue. And for me, bro, I, I want, when I, when I have a microphone in my hand or next to my mouth, all I want to do is talk about Jesus. Like, that's it. I don't care about anything else. Nothing else matters to me. And I don't know wh where that comes from uh, other than his spirit, man. Because Jeremiah, he speaks of it like this. He says, you're, you're like fire shut up in my bones. Like, I have to preach. I have to prophesy. I, he's just like, I and that's how I feel. And I know a lot of brothers and sisters in the faith that are the same way. And when they preach, 
the word of God, my whole soul is moved. Like, and so I have no problem sitting under brothers and sisters, getting that, not touching a mic. I could sit and learn and listen and be fed and be taught. And you know, when it's time to move, like I told God about a year ago now, ten, eight to 10 months ago. Now, um, we moved to this little bitty, this little bitty community, you know, and, and I told God, I'm just going to start saying no to a lot of things. I'm just going to start saying no to anything that's, that's taking my time away from healing and, and restoring things in my family that I need to. And he honored me in that. And then about three or four months in, he, he asked me again, like, are you ready to say yes to some things? And I was like, this is, this is the conversation that I have with my, like, it, it makes me misty eyed. Like he, he talks to me like a son, you know, and that, because, because, because of the blood of Jesus, God has given us the right to become sons and daughters. And I think that if we understand that it changes so much. And, and I was sitting there and he's like, are you ready to say yes to some things again? And I said, only if you're in it, if you're in it, I'll say yes. If you're not, I'm not interested. And so he, I said, yes. He said, just give me your yes. I said, okay, you have my full yes. And then like four speaking events opened up within the next three days, bang, 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 bang. And, you know, small venues, bro, small venues, but the fire of God was so present. It was like, give me this over a thousand people any day because his presence is so thick in this room. I can taste it. Like, and it's like a drug. It like, is the best it, way to explain it for anybody who hasn't felt it or hasn't like had the Holy spirit touch them when it happens. Um, I don't know if you've ever woken up from a, a great sleep and you wake up and you just feel alive and great and all that. Take that times like a hundred, like mm -hmm. you just recognize, I don't know what it is. Well, I know what it is, but like, um, the best moments in my life, I was telling you about me and my brother down in Mexico and, um, it was the best. It was the best moments, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It like makes me want to cry thinking about it. But uh, I was happier than I've ever been. Um, I feel like the Lord does have, some, have something for me in the future of whether youth pastoring or leading a missions group to Mexico with my daughter. Um, but I just know that that's life. That's the purest form of life is living within the kingdom on earth and when we get caught up paying, ta you know, paying taxes, doing our 40 hour work week, I feel like that's the biggest distraction probably ever made for us. And we can fall victim to just, you know, feeling oppressed by the demons, like, like you were saying earlier. And I, I get that a lot. If I'm being honest, I feel oppressed a lot mm. uh, by the demands of the flesh when it comes to the battle that we're in. And, um, but when I get my spirit in tune, it, it feels like I'm re-energized and sometimes I fall out of tune and I have to have him tune me back up and mm -hmm. I need to do it more often. I think that's what you preach about a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, you're just like a really fine tuned guitar, dude. That thing does not go out of tune. <laughs> Those strings get dialed in every day. And that's basically, um, what I'm trying to take from you and what I'm learning from you. And if you were telling any of my buddies, including myself, like, or anybody out there that's just like a blue collar guy uh, who kind of understands what I'm saying, what would you say is the best verse to start in your Bible? Um, or just one that like, for, for me, just tell me, hey, man, if you're going to pick up your Bible tonight, 
open to this and just start reading this. Mm. Just curious if you have anything on your heart about that. Uh, immediately, my my mind goes to Psalm 34, 8, and it says to taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And I think a lot of times we've tasted off of other people's plates. We've taken food off of other people's plates. Then we try to, in a sense, coattail their faith or, or their relationship. But if you can taste for yourself and see how good God is, there's always more. There's always more in God's kingdom for us to receive. And that's where that blessing comes from. The more that we taste and dine and feast with him, the more we're filled. And so we'll, we'll fill our lives with so many other things, work, you know, running back and forth to kids' games, and we'll stay busy. We'll, we'll stay so busy. And it's, it's like we've forgotten that we have this place, the table with God to sit and dine with him. And he's waiting for us. He's literally at the table waiting for us. And we're like, I get to you in a minute, God. I got to take this phone call. I got I to gotta set up my next week's schedule. I got I to gotta take care of this at school for the kids. I got it. And God's saying, okay. And he's patient. He's super patient. Like he, he'll wait. But I think the further we get away from that table, the further it is to come back and, and find and dine, sit down and just, just dine with him. And, and, and dining in the word, man, like studying the word and getting it. And even if it's one verse for two days, three days, four days, like just marinating on that, you know, and sitting in his presence and sitting at his feet. And so taste and see that he's good. I mean, that, that originally that that's where my mind went when you, when you said that. And, and I, and I think that there's so many different places where you can run to scripture you know, the whole book of Colossians, it's just a great book. The book of Ephesians, it's just a great book and how to be a man, how to fight and how we win our battles. And, and, you know, the whole book of Ephesians chapter six, I mean, go there, dissect it, but don't neglect the gospels either, man. Like don't go, go to John one, just read John one and, and, and see the love that God has lavished on us as his, as his bride, as his sons and daughters. I mean, but ultimately sitting with him man just getting alone with him shutting everything off like you said like i don't even listen to any other music now like how many times do we just sit and pray in a car why do we have to have music all the time why can't we just like i got a two-hour drive today i'm gonna do nothing but listen to holy spirit i'm gonna talk back and i'm gonna listen to my it, favorite I'm thing talk <clears throat> i love shutting shutting off music and driving and like rolling down a window especially in kansas but like in the mornings out here i'll say a prayer and and just have it off and just drive to work, say a prayer. And it's a great way to start your day off. Like it is. It's mm -hmm. just a great way. Mm -hmm. And you feel good about it. Um, you talk about going to a quiet place. I have to give a shout out to my mom and my dad. They did a really good job at raising me where they did um, in a sm little small town, Havlin, Kansas. <laughs> um, they did live in Ventura. And that's where they had my sister in Ventura, California. Oh, wow. And uh, my dad was, he was a youth pastor, but the pastor was like taking money and going to Angels games and Disneyland on with his family. And my dad kind of said, Hey man, what are you doing? And then the, he got fired or oh. whatever. And, and so he, uh -oh. he, he has, I pray for my dad a lot, like, cause he has a heart for God, like mm -hmm. a real big heart. And I feel like I fall into the same category as him. Like, yeah, um, we just got jaded, but anyways, and I'm not going to let that happen. There's a verse that says, the work I began in you, like I will finish. And I forget the first name, but I know it in my heart. It's he, it's he like who began a good work and you will be faithful to finish. 
Yes. And so, yes. Um, so I do believe that for my dad and, and not that he's a bad guy, he's a great guy, but, uh, I just know that the Lord, um, he just wants to use my dad cause he's awesome. But, uh, yeah, we went to camp Quaker Haven, you know, people talk a lot of the times, you know, the church just wants your money with the tithe, all this stuff. Well, <laughs> I, I asked my dad, Hey dad, who do you tie to? And he ties to camp Quaker Haven. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, that's really cool. He's like, that's where I, I, you know, met the Lord. And, um, uh, so I remember there as a kid or even a, a teenager, I'd go there every summer and they would always make us or ask us to, Hey, all right, we're going to dismiss right now on, in the service, but I want you to just walk out somewhere and camp quicker Haven's full of trees. And there's a Mississippi river, I believe flowing through it. And mm-hmm. I went out into the woods and I just remember sitting down and, and like kind of thinking, oh, this is dumb. I wanted to chase girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, but I took the time to like, just sit there in quietness and pray and like open my Bible up. And I remember just feeling the Holy spirit again. Mm-hmm. And my, I don't know how to explain it. Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but that is a good habit to have. We're mm-hmm. busy, man. Mm-hmm. We, I just played on my last podcast. I was like, dude, I, there's a country song. I'm in a hurry to get yeah. things done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I played that on the last one for my buddy. I was like, I, like, cause anyways, but, um, I, I need, and I feel like we need to take time to even go away from our family and go sit by a tree and like, or whatever, mm-hmm. and find that alone space. I, I need to, mm-hmm. I'm personally saying that I need to, because yeah, I think we all do. And yeah. Dude, I mean, the words didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. That's basically yeah. What I had to the say. Bible says that Jesus often, often withdrew to lonely places to pray. I mean, that, that's why I mean, his prayer hour was like three to six a.m. because he knew once people were up and around, he was going to be needed. He was going to be tugged on. He was going to be. I mean, everywhere he went. I, one of my favorite scriptures is in the book of John where it says that um and I'm paraphrasing but but if if they tried to write down every miracle that Jesus performed all the books in the world would not be able to withhold all those miracles it's wow. real it's a real verse <laughs> so i want and this is a 3 year ministry okay by the time John baptizes him in the river jordan and the in the spirit of god ascends upon him or descends upon him like a dove and the clouds open and God says, this is my son whom I love and I'm well pleased. So from this moment where he's led out into the wilderness after that by the spirit, tempted by the devil, when he comes back and starts his ministry, three years, all these miracles are attested to him. And so many that there is not going to be enough books in the world to cover every miracle that he So <clears throat> Jesus, wow. if, if anybody had an excuse to say, I'm too busy to pray. <laughs> It would have been Jesus, but he or the guy writing it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But his, his lifeline was was he knew where his lifeline was was from the Father, and he could not come disconnected to that lifeline, or he couldn't do the ministry that he that he was called to do. And it's the same way with us today, as dads, as husbands, as workers. If we're not connected to the power source that connects us to God, the Holy Ghost then there's no way we can do what we, we need to do, at least not do it well. You can do a few things without the Lord. Obviously, there's atheists and agnostics that, that function every day. But 
of monsters. To do things well. Yeah, exactly. To do things well and to do things um, for somebody's glory other than your own. That to me is is big time. And, and I want to um, I want to read this because. Just for. Um, viewers, it's John 21, 25, because I paraphrase this, but I, I want to I want you to note what this actually says. It says. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I would suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. John 21, 25. Boom, right? Like yeah. and, drop on that. And here's my here's my thing with that, bro. The book of the book of God, the book of Jesus, the Bible is alive and active. The word is alive and active. Okay. It's it's alive and active in our lives every day. It's alive and active in those who are following Christ. I believe that that verse, and, and I might get some emails on this. That's fine. I believe that, that 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 verse is proclaimed because those works and those miracles are still happening today. They're still happening today. People are, are laying hands on people. The dead are being raised. Demons are being cast out. Uh, and I've said this in a couple episodes before. If you don't believe in, 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 in the casting out of demons, come hang around with me for a month. I'm not, I'm not going to call anybody out by name, but I, I've seen some things. I, I've seen things I've witnessed, and I've seen things with my own hands laying on of people that these things are absolutely real. And that's, I think, where we've been blinded a lot is we just we look at this as a history book. Yeah, that happened back then. But it doesn't happen now. For theatrical purposes, can you tell me one of those stories? Okay. Like just to, for a listener to be like, because you hear it, and, and it's like you say it, but that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's not deliverance is something that is not to be taken lightly. I don't go into a, a place where somebody calls me, Hey Scott, I need you to come help us with this. I don't go into that place lightly and go, yeah, I'm just going to take care of this demon real quick. Like there's been times where it's been a, like an hour or two and it's like nothing. It's just full manifestation dudes or dude or girl is, is, um, and, and for all intents and purposes, I'll, I'll keep it loose, but yeah, Dude or girl is fully manifesting, wallowing around the floor, foaming at the mouth, spitting on me, cussing at me, telling me things like, "I'm gonna pull your, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull your head off and stomp the blood out your, out your, out your eyeballs," and and not so more, more colorful words like literally screaming at me and cussing at me. I've people speaking in different languages. I, I, I speak in tongues. It's a prayer language, and and if you don't have the gift of tongues. Don't come at me. I just know that when I pray in tongues, things things happen because it's 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 a connection with the divine that I can't even begin to describe to you. But and sometimes I have to use that prayer language to take care of this thing in front of me. Um, so and and here's here's what I've learned through just uh, and I'm no I'm no expert. I just know that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And so it doesn't matter what I it doesn't matter to an extent, how much I think I know about it. I just know that Jesus is more real than that demon that's manifesting in front of me. And I know that Jesus, more importantly, wants to free that person. He And, and if, if I'm not Amen. approaching this in love or compassion, I have no business doing deliverance, like no business, because I'm going to harm this person even more than they were when they got to me. So I have to come to a place and a knowledge that, okay, scripturally, what does this look like? Well, we know that um, for one, the demons always approached, approached Jesus. He didn't just you know, go looking for demons. They, they approached him wanting deliverance. The, the man, uh, one of the stories is the man at the Garden of Gethsemane's, uh, uh, where he approached Jesus and he said, you know, who are you? Or did you come to torment us? You know, and, and then Jesus says, 
you know, who are you? And he says, I'm Legion. We are many. And Legion, if you look that up, what Legion means is 7,000 plus. It was an army. It was, it was considered like an army. Okay. So back in those days, they called them legions. They, they had different legions. And so he was saying anywhere from like 7,000 demons was in this man is what, is what it alludes to <clears throat> doing the research that I've done on this. So you need to know what you're dealing with, first of all, and you need to know, um, I, I always ask questions. How did you get in? Um, what, and it's, it's always for me, it's always the same thing. It's some type of witchcraft. Somebody has dealt with a Ouija board or somebody has um, been into some occult stuff that we were talking about earlier. It's always the same thing. And th this is where a lot of people get squeamish and they'll turn. I don't listen any more of this. Well, <clears throat> nobody believes in demons until they have one. They need to deliver from it. Just like nobody believes in miracles until they need one, you know? Yeah. And, 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 sure. and so I don't, this has nothing to do. And it's like Jesus said that don't, don't gloat that demons are subject to you. You know, be, be joyful that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you know? And doesn't he that, say I, I've written your name on your, or there's a, a rib verse as well. Like my name is written in your ribs or I forget. I was going to get it tattooed one time. <laughs> I, I don't have any tattoos, but yeah, I'll have to, I, I'll have to look. I, uh, I'm right now. My mind's drawing a blank, but I'm, go for it. I'm, Keep I'm, going. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, but, and, and it's not, see, I like a lot of people like want the attention of look at what we're doing. We're casting out demons. And, and for me, it's like, dude, this you person don't... needs healed up. Some, something, some traumatic experience has happened to them. And what I've found is it always comes from some kind of trauma. Nobody goes and wakes up and says, I just want to try a Ouija board today. Like maybe, maybe they do, but like, or I want to go try morphine today, or I want to go do an eight ball of heroin. Nobody wakes up and isn't a drug addict. Like they have had something happen to them. Some form of demonicism has happened to them at some place in their life that created this wound of trauma that now we're grabbing at everything. That's just, just, just kind of um, covering over the wound, but it's not taking care of it. And so there has been some type of years I've seen people oppressed with these things or, you know, in some cases, um, not even oppressed. Like they've, they've literally are, uh, what's the little word I'm looking for? Um, cause, cause I, cause I've done this with people that don't believe. And so, you know, they're, they're non-believers. And then after the, after that you cast the demon out, you have to lead them in the prayer of repentance so that they can receive Jesus. Because guess what? If that demon leaves and there's no place to fill it, it says it goes out out over the the waters and it gets seven seven more worse than itself and it returns where it came from. It, that okay. that's scriptural. I mean that, yeah. that that's in the Bible. So I take that literally. I, I take we are we are literally watching people walk around um, with demons right now. Like you're seeing them on TV. Go go watch. Hundred uh, percent, dude. Yeah. Some of those people that we talked about earlier, the distorted yeah. faces, the things happening in the videos, and people are like. Oh, it's just an image glitch. No, it's not. That's a demon manifesting itself. And for you to sit here and say the downplay, what's actually going on is the reason that thing keeps attacking that person because nobody wants to deal with it. Acknowledge it's, it. Yeah. And, and if they, and because if you acknowledge it, then you have to do something about it as a believer, or you should, you yeah. should, you should feel convicted to do something about it. And so, dude, I mean, I, I've seen things in my own house. I've invited people over that. I'm well aware of what's going on. God kind of gives way to this before it happens for me. Like this is going to happen and I'm asking you to deal with it. I've given you the authority to deal with it. So just deal with it. Even if, even if it's uncomfortable, you know, and, 
And so what I found is, is you're going to have um, a couple different people um, with you when that happens. And what I do is, is I'll, I'll surveillance the room and I'll look who's, who's going to actually pray with me and I'll keep them. And if they're not, I'll ask them to go, you know, go pray in this other room or whatever, because it's not a show. I've done that before where like, I know the people have showed up just to see, and I'm like, no, we're not, we're not going to, this isn't a show. Like we're trying to see this person healed of this infirmity and this iniquity. And if it's just, you want a good Snapchat reel, like it's like the last house on the left. You're going to have to get out of the (laughs) room. Yeah. 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 So, uh, dude, it's, it's real, man. Demonic uh, possession is real. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a point now where, and I think I, I said this, it's crazy. Uh, maybe a year ago, uh, maybe, maybe inside of a year ago, I, I think, I, I don't know if I was preaching or if it was, I was talking to somebody. Anyway, I said, you're going to see demon manifestation become more real in the next year than it ever has. And you're going to see people, uh, casting out demons, um, like normal. It's just going to be normal. And I'm, and I'm watching this unfold and I'm seeing these things happen. And, you know, I, I just think that if you're in tune with the spirit of God, then, then, you know, what the enemy is doing, then you, that the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. So his devices are always going to infiltrate wherever we allow them to infiltrate. His devices are always music. It's always entertainment. It's, it's always something that, that, that holds our attention. I mean, it, it just, it is the way it is because yeah, yeah, yeah. The phone, right. And, and here's, this is crazy. This is an iPhone, right? There's an apple on the back. What's 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 up with that apple? It's got, got a bite, bite out, out of it. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know we can rabbit trail that as deep as we want, but you know at large, bro. Again, it, it's the principalities of evil in the heavenly realms. Ephesians, Ephesians six twelve is what we're fighting, and I want to teach people how to fight. I want like that's one thing that I want for this next generation. These kids, y'all got to know how to fight because if you don't know how to fight, you're going to get whipped. And you don't fight with your hands. We're not we're not shadow boxing, as Paul says. Like our weapons are not carnal, but the pulling down of strongholds. Like we're praying things down. We're we're going interceding in the spirit of God for people that don't know how to do it for themselves. And that's why everybody needs a prayer warrior. Everybody needs an intercessor, whether it's a mom, whether it's a grandma, whether it's an aunt. I'm talking, I got I got intercessors that are constantly praying for me. And I do what I can to reach out because it's cool because God will align it. I'll be like, Hey, thanks for praying for me. How'd you know? I just know, I know that you're praying for me constantly and I, I can't do what I do without that. And my wife, she's a spiritual sniper. She's a prayer warrior, man. Like she'll, she's constantly praying for me. Even if she's mad at me, she's praying for me. Like, because (laughs) she knows if, if her man's doing what he's supposed to be doing, if he's walking, how he's supposed to be walking, he's going to take some hits like the enemy doesn't play fair. There's a target on my back every day. And I welcome that because I'm like, if he's after me, something must be going right in the kingdom of heaven. I must be doing something right. If everything's easy peasy all the time and I'm just skating by in life, I don't know if I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, all the time. So, you know, that, that kind of went, you know, I, I hope all that, you know, weeds well, in and makes sense, but. You said you wanted to teach the new, your, you know, the new generation to, stand up and be strong and and basically put on the armor of god <clears throat> when covid hit there was a lot of fear and um fear kind of took over even in churches even in pastors um and uh that kind of weeded out a lot of 
you know, things I thought about the church. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the church and I know the idea God has for the church. Um, but it also warned me that's not the right church for you or mm-hmm. that's, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's a verse in Revelations and it says, basically at the end, I will cast into the fiery lake the fearful mm-hmm. and the sinner. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it, yeah, it says um, the fearful in that. I do believe I read that. It's uh, it's the oh, my goodness. I lost my train. It's the. um, What's the word? It's. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, It's going to drive but me the, crazy. The premise is basically I've learned from what's happened that you can't fear. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing I'm kind of ta- <clears throat> that I take away from. Oh, Putin's going to nuke us. Oh, you know, um, oh, China's going to take over Taiwan. Uh, there's going to be a World War Three. all this stuff. It's like mm-hmm. that that spreads fear. And and so I am doing my best. And I know um, I, I don't want to fear for my family's sake. Yeah. For my sake. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and at the end of the day, it's something that I try to promote because look what happened with fear it can be flipped and used against you sure tear your country apart all that stuff make so you sick make you sick yeah make you yeah, sick yeah. man i mean yeah i i was i was a part of a church during covid that that took precautions that didn't set right with me and i i have the utmost respect for these men that i ministered with i'm not i'm not going to say one thing about them other than they're true brothers in the faith i think that um, I think that we were rocked. I think that we, there was a haymaker um, that stunned stunned the church. Um, and 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 you're right; it did weed out a lot of it did weed out a lot of churches that just weren't built on faith. I'm just gonna say it, and then if I take some hits for that, I will. But one of the things that the Lord had shared with my heart during that time is, you know, if these doors close, you need to be prepared to preach in the streets again. Well, that was easy for me because that's how I started my ministry, and. And I said, okay. So, you know, when, when there was a group of people trying to figure out what our next move was as a congregation, I just, I just started doing live feeds. I said, Hey, I'm going to go down to the park downtown and I'm going to set up a worship team and I'm going to pray and I'm going to preach. And those who want to show up can show up. So that's what, what I did. I put that together and people that I never would have reached where we were sitting came, they would walk by, they would be downtown with their families on Sunday doing whatever. And what's that noise? You know, and, and we, we got worship teams going over here and I'm just preaching. And, and, um, and did I take a little bit of flack for that? Maybe, but I, but here's the thing, bro. At the end of the day, I tell my wife this all the time and not so much as I used to, because I think I, I, I talk a lot and she, she I think she just gets <laughs> tired of hearing it, but, uh, Same. <laughs> I, I say the one thing for my family is, is we will never make decisions based on fear. And when I see things going in that direction with my wife or with my kids, I say, Hey, I'll stop them. Hey, we don't make decisions based on fear. Okay. Because when you fear God, you have nothing else to fear. And, and that, that's where we were in that moment with, because another thing was I had a lot of people that I had brought to this church that were recovering alcoholics and addicts and in my mind i knew if we shut these people back up 
and we don't give them at least Sundays, and if we don't give them at least Saturdays, and they're going to go get their kick somewhere. And I'm not, I'm not condemning. I'm saying this is a reality. And so I knew I was responsible for, for that crowd. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to let them slip through the cracks. I'm going to give them every opportunity to not use again. And so I, I just was like, we're going to the park. And they were like, what? Yeah, that sounds amazing. We're going to get all these people from downtown. You know, they were, they were all ready for it. And they were receiving <laughs> people as they were coming in. I mean, a dude showed up half naked. I don't know like what he, it wasn't even that warm out, but he had like no clothes That's what I love on. About you, man. And I was like, I was hugging him. I was like, Hey man, Jesus loves yeah. you. You know, I was like, <laughs> come to service. You know, he's like, what? And I was like, we're having church service right over here. You know, I was just grabbing people like, cause I wasn't preaching all the time. I would, we would share, I'd give the mic to a buddy of mine or whoever. And then I would go in the crowd and pray or grab people or whatever. Like, but there was a couple park benches there, dude. And it was just an open air worship. And I was like, this is kind of some Billy Graham type stuff. I'm, I like it, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and people would, that were still at, you know, people that were still apprehensive, they'd wheel up in their car and they'd park, keep their windows just, you know, a little bit rolled down so they could hear, but like not let anybody around that, you know, it's like, Hey, if you're, you know, if you're still there and you're still not comfortable with getting out and throwing your hands in your worship, you know, wheel up in your car, we'll preach to you. We don't care. And so that built my faith, man, because I did see a lot of people kind of thrown in the towel and, and I saw a lot of people using it as an excuse not to have to go to church anymore. It was like, oh, yeah, church, we don't have it anymore, man, so I don't have to go. Like, I just could sleep in today. <laughs> okay, well, now you're neglecting the fellowship of the saints, which the Bible tells us exactly not to do. Do not neglect the fellowship of the saints. You know, meet with them, dine with them, eat with them, pray with them. And so it was, 2020 exposed a lot of things, bro. It exposed a lot of things, and and for the good, I think, I think that, uh, that's oh, yeah. one of those things that God used for, for good, uh, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. 28, he can make all things for good for those who love him and are called according to her, his purpose. And I'm not condemning anyone who did shut down. Like I'm really not. I think, I think that sometimes for things to be built stronger, maybe some other things need to go away, you know? And I can understand the initial blow. Like, wait, is this going to kill us all? Like, I can understand that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? The initial, but it was later. It was like the six months in, seven months in, when we all knew it was just a flu. Yeah. And and, and whatever. And I mean, the flu just went away that yeah. year. Just went yeah. away. Yeah. Poof, no gone. more flu. It's all COVID. <laughs> Dude, and then you got guys yeah. like Rodney Howard Brown out there in California, like that got arrested. Oh, I yeah. I mean, yeah. they arrested this man for having service. And you know what happened to him now? You know what he's doing now? Because he was obedient to the call that God placed on his life. You know what's going on with Rodney Howard Brown right now? Appreciate the prison. They are building an a church that is absolutely immaculate. Go Google Rodney Howard Brown's new church, dude. It is insane, you know. And you you got these other guys like John Jonathan Shuttlesworth that that just kind of birthed from this um this uprising and and just a bunch of evangelists that are hungry. You know, his cousin Ted Shuttlesworth. Like, it's crazy, bro. The guys that were that were really um. Even, even, even maybe a little bit fearful, but said, nah, you know what? We're going to go ahead and do our own thing. And we're ostracized for it. Like, like Rodney Howard Brown, like his church is thriving, like thriving, man. And, you know, he's a Pentecostal guy. So I'm, you know, I use that term, but like, I, I don't care if you're Baptist, Southern Baptist, first Baptist, third, fourth Quaker. Baptist, Quaker. I don't care. Like yeah. the kingdom of God loves unity and diversity. And I think that that's huge when you see so many people from different denominations 
both standing for the same thing and saying, yeah, you know, I know what the Bible says. I know what you're saying as the government, but I also know what the Bible says. And we can break that. I don't have, we don't have time to break down Romans. Uh, what is it? What is it? 13, is it Romans 13? Yeah. 13. Like that. that there's so many different theological explanations behind that. And I'll, I'll give mine at some point, but the way that uh, the government tries to leverage scripture that they don't even believe in kind of bothers me. They, yeah, it kind of 100%. bothers me. Like, okay, you don't even believe in it, but you're using it against the church. Oh mm, man. Nah, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to follow the leading of the spirit of God and his word that he doesn't don't waver me, from. Don't get me started on the Catholic church and the cathedral. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And the freaking Pope or whatever his name is. <laughs> I can't, man. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of that for people listening. I struggled with that. You know, I was in the secular world a lot. <clears throat> like my homie was, oh, Mary was a virgin. Oh, you got a Baptist over here. You got a Quaker over here. You got all this stuff. Like, you know, um, I think what it comes down for me and it'll always come down to it is my personal relationship. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. I don't care what you are. I, it says very simply treat thy brother or thy neighbor as thyself. And like, mm -hmm. I, that's what I, I try to do it. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think you do that very well. And, uh, you're just, your life kind of points to that, man. Like that's important to you and that should be important to everybody. I mean, Jesus said the entire law hangs on the two commandments of love thy neighbor as you love yourself, lo love God first, love God above everybody and love thy neighbor as I love thyself. Like those are the two commandments that the whole law hangs on. Love God, love people. That's, that's it. And loving God and loving people doesn't mean, by the way, that you just condone everything that happens. Sometimes love is telling you that you're wrong. <laughs> you know, go, good Lord, man. I mean, the Bible says that God disciplines those whom he loves. So if I'm walking off track, I better have a few brothers and sisters that are like, hey, you're, you're messing up, dude. You need to get back online. If you have kids, it's just like that. Yes. Your love for your kid, you don't want to see him screw up. You don't want to see him go down a path that you... Um, that's exactly what it is. When I had a yeah. kid, man, it was like really revealing to me who God is. Yeah. I was just like, wait, 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 you love me as much as I love her and more. That's crazy. <laughs> like, cause I, I, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but, <clears throat> but it does at the same time. Mm -hmm. He created us. He created this beautiful world. He created the stars. Um, you know, we focus a lot on what's going on down here. I think that's what the devil wants. He wants you your head down to the ground, you know, yeah. look up at the beauty of God's creation. I, I don't get to do that as often now that I'm in SoCal, but like, it's something I miss uh, terribly is looking up at the stars and just being in awe of what he's created. Amen. Uh, yeah. Romans one, bro. Romans one. It alludes to this fact that nobody in all creation is going to be able to deny the fact that God existed based on what he's created and so we're not going to be able to get up there one day and be like man i just didn't know <laughs> you, you didn't see the mountains you didn't you didn't see the sea you didn't you didn't see those stars above kansas that you're talking about you didn't see those sunsets at kansas kansas off the combine or off the grand cart like you 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 couldn't see my creation in any of that like that to me like one time we were um my dad took us all to tell your ride colorado which you know never would have been able to afford on my own like my <laughs> my dad took a took us up there uh took me and my, your kids uh, my, my kids my my siblings kids the That's whole awesome. family like my my brother my two sisters myself and our and our whole family the dad was like 
Good job, Pops. Hey, yeah, exactly. I am so eternally grateful for him for that trip. Like it, man, it opened my eyes up to just what I needed in the moment, you know. And that whole trip was complete testimony in of itself of God's goodness and his faithfulness. I mean, from before we even went, we my friend uh was moving and he was like, Hey, God told me to give you our van. Cause we were a week before we were going, we're like, man, we're gonna have to rent something. And, and, you know, cause we didn't, we didn't want to take our little car. And it was like, I wanted to be comfortable. And so I was kind of praying about like, God, what do you want to do? And it was like, he was like, just wait, just wait. I got something for you. I got something for you. My friend, you know, those van, it wasn't like a, here's a minivan from the nineties. This was one of those Chevy express vans with the limo lights and the DVD players and behind the seats and the PS4 hookup or whatever you wanted. As the Wi-Fi. Kid, that was the rich van, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's he, the van. He's like, hey, hey, the Lord told me to give you this van. And I was like, oh, for the trip? That's awesome. He's like, no. And he had the title in his hand. He's like, he told me to give you this van. And so he gives this van, signs it over a week before we're leaving. And I, because I go to this, uh, I go to this. Who's uh, this guy? Sorry. Um, he, he probably wouldn't want me to drop his name, but we'll just call him JL. <laughs> JL, you the man, dude. <laughs> um, you are so the man. He, he gives us this van and it's, it's boss, dude. Rims, 20 inch rims, blacked out windows. I mean, it's sick. Four screen or whatever color it was. And, uh, the, so he's like, yeah, the Lord's like, I mean, I got a van for you, you know? And so we take this van to Colorado and so the trip doesn't even seem that long because I'm still a week later amazed. Like, God gave me a van. Like he just gave me this van. And so we're cruising and I'm just cheesing the whole way, man. Like God gave us this van and it's not just <laughs> a van. I mean, this is a van. Yeah. And uh, so we get there, dude. And we, we go about our days and the whole trip was just heaven, man. Like it from finish from start to finish, it was amazing. But there was one part in the trip where my son and I, like he was, he's 16. He was probably 11 at the time. Um, something like that. And we get to uh, we get to Mountain Village and Mountain Village Pass, and we take the gondola up. Me and uh, him and my my brother in law and uh, my nephew. And my brother in law, he's into Ironman, so he's like the biker, the swimmer, the runner. I mean, he's crazy. He's in that cult. Huh? Oh my gosh, he's <laughs> nuts. And uh, man of God, though, my goodness. I know. I, yeah. uh, no, I just, I've learned so much from him. He's amazing. Um, I dated a girl once that was in that, and it was just like, hey, come meet my friends. And it was just all these jack dudes, and they were just talking about <laughs> CrossFit. Can't wait like, to go run. Yeah. That's your friends, not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, all right. I was intimidated. I was like, dude. These are your these friends? These guys are huge. <laughs> yeah. Who am I then? Uh, Greek gods, man. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right. Those are your friends. A lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of guys. A lot of guys. Uh, so, yeah, but we go we go on this, you know, this gondola or whatever whatever they are, and it drops us off at this flat, this flat part, this plateau, and then there's a peak that you can try to uh, scale. And so my, my brother-in-law, he's like, let's climb it. Let's climb it. I'm like, dude, I'm on vacation, bro. Like, I... <laughs> I ain't trying to do that. And and Caden's like, yeah, come on, let's go, let's go. So we climbed this mountain and I about died. I think my heart stopped five times on the way up, <laughs> but I got to the top. We all got to the top and I looked out over the Rockies, dude. And I was absolutely astonished at what I was looking at. I couldn't even quite put it into like frame of mind. It was like I could touch the Rockies and, you know, like there's a cloud right here, like literally right above, you know, and I'm like, this is crazy. And and um, 
finally my heartbeat goes down a little bit and where I could hear myself think. And my brother-in-law goes, you think this is what he meant by when the rocks will cry out? And I like, it wrecked me, dude. Like I was like, like, yeah, this is God's creation. This is what he created us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like he gave us this to enjoy, to explore, you know, to, to understand manhood and what it means to go out and, and, and conquer these things and these mountains in life. I mean, it was a whole, it was a whole metaphor. It was like, man, you, you know, faith as small as a mustard seed can take that mountain and cast it in the sea. So we just started dialoguing like the scripture, you know, and, and I'm telling you, man, like when I read Romans one, it's what it makes me think of the God's creation. Like at the top of that mountain, there's no way you would ever get me to believe that somebody didn't speak those things into existence. The intricacies and, and the cuts of the rock and how high they were and the elevations and the peaks and the valleys. It's like, dude, somebody like there's no way like you can't look at that and say that wasn't created, you know. And so that that for me, man, like even if yeah, of course, I was already saved. But if I hadn't have been by the time I got to there, there was no doubt. Like, oh yeah this is crazy so the ocean did that for me i i lived in newport beach for like eight years <clears throat> and we'd go out and we'd swim and then i tried surfing got knocked out it was all bad <laughs> don't try surfing during 12 foot waves it's bad um you but, didn't watch point break before point break before <laughs> yes. you went on there that was the problem <laughs> i think i did and that's why i was like i'm gonna do this now uh but like i i there was a couple times I body surfed, so you just kind of get your body in the wave and let the power push you through the through the wave. And there was like uh, dolphins that were doing it right alongside me. Wow! And I was just like, <clears throat> yeah. And then there's a sunset shining through, uh, and it was just one of those moments where I kind of got to the waist high, and I just like kind of looked around. And I was like, this is incredible. And mm. yeah, it's people talk a lot of crap on California, but it's got a really pretty beach. I yeah, that. yeah. I love the water, man. I. I was in Florida for the first time at 37 years old. No, that's wrong. 36. How old are you now? 39. Okay. 39. Yeah. I uh, never been to the beach, never been to the ocean, nothing. My wife's still you know, no till that point. 37. 36. Okay. Okay. 36, oh, 36. Yeah. And my wife, you know, she lived in Oregon, so she had, she had been there and, and um, I, I just took off like, you know, I saw the way and I'm like, this is, you know, she's like, babe, babe, you can't do that here. You can't, it's not, it's not Clark County, you know, it's not Coldwater Lake. And I'm like, I don't care if nothing else happens in my life. And this is the pinnacle. Like, it's okay. It's like, it was just like, it, it's so expansive. You know, you're standing there and you feel so small next to the ocean. And I look down at my feet and the waves hitting my feet. And I'm like, man, sucking you in on the way yeah. back. Yeah. I'm like, now I know why people never leave. They got staycationers. Like they go out there and this is you get God's over creation it. though, man. You get over it though, man. The <laughs> and you're parking, ready to move back to oh Kansas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the parking was a nightmare. I, one time I went to church with this guy. His name is, uh, his name's Dan. And, uh, he was a bodybuilder, Jack mm -hmm. dude. He lived with me and my brother for like six months. And he, um, he was a lot like me, man, a lot like me. And we went, we wanted to go to church and I was like, well, let's go to this church. And, um it's in orange county and i was going to it for a while pastor was awesome but he was more like a preachers with sneakers kind of guy like yeah. he he made millions doing this I, i'm sure you know his name i gotta remember it um but uh he was more discipling to addicts you know people who 
did a lot of cocaine and and like were quitting or just the party scene in, in Orange County alone can suck you in and chew you up. So yeah. me and Dan, Dan's from Indiana, we go to this church and we're like, dude, praising God, like seeing this monster of a man who I looked up to, you know, with his hands up and crying made me like hold him and cry with him. And, yeah. and like, it was just a really powerful day. And like, we get out of church and we're super stoked like about life and and God and everything. And he's like, man, I'm so glad I went with you. I'm so glad we went. I'm like, I know, bro. We got down to Newport. This is like in July. And we couldn't find parking for like an hour. And by the end of it, he was cussing and mad. And like, <laughs> oh, it was really funny, though. It was just funny to go from that to that. So like, yeah. parking in Newport will 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 get to you i promise you make but... you lose your jesus for a minute or what? <laughs> yeah i even called it out uh... i even called it out because i couldn't stop laughing i was like dude we just came from one of the best <laughs> services i've been to in a long time don't ruin it yeah so just so you know parking will you know as beautiful as it all is somehow we found a way to have fun with that one brings <clears throat> it out of you mm. oh yeah well bro man it's it's been awesome yeah, no, um, thanks for having me on. I yeah, I, we'll I love that you have a podcast. Again. Dude, you're part of it, man. Like you you helped me get this thing rolling, man, and and uh I appreciate you uh, really kind of pushing me to to do this thing because it's therapy, I dude. It, it's man. great. And it, it I know it sounds it's it's great. Like um and I know for me it's a it's a place where I can connect with my friends because all my friends are all over the world and I, I like to connect with them. I like to also inform um what's going on that I'm finding out. Like for instance, 18,000 cows got mm -hmm. blown up in a freaking dairy farm yesterday right. in Texas. And it's like, Hey, what's going on with that? What's yeah. up with that? Yeah. And then like, I don't know if you've looked into chemtrails at all, yep. but like there's a yep. lot of sickness going around right now in Southern California. Yep. And I see these X's in the sky and these planes flying through and it's just gushing out some type of uh, chemical. And I know people are like, oh, dude, it's it's called condensation. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, man, I, I used to see those condensation lines out of jets and it was just a nice thin line. And guess what? It would disappear behind it. And now they That's stay on people. They stay and it's falling on people, yeah. man. And I've looked into um, what it is and it's it's not good. And uh and that, those are the kind of questions I want your listeners to ask themselves. Like, like, um, you know, the devil is in like, we're, we've been talking about demons. We've been talking about the devil. We've been talking how Jesus is going to have the ultimate glory. But, um, I, 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 I need to pray for my family that I know it sounds cheesy, but when I see these clouds and stuff, I pray for protection over my family and us because it's fallen on us. I don't know what it is and it's new. And they're going to say it's for climate. They're like cloud seeding, you know, yeah. to get rain, all that yeah. stupid crap. But yeah, I, I don't know what where but, I was going with that, but it's no, weird. That, that doesn't wow. sound cheesy, man. Like you should always cover your family, you know, I mean, spiritual leader of the home, like they, they need that. And yeah, I think, I think we need to ask questions. I think we need to, we need to pray about it and ask the Lord, like, what, what is it? Because he always reveals, you know, what's going on. Um, what happens in the dark will always come to the light. Exactly. It's one of my favorite sayings. Exactly. Yeah. And it will, man. It absolutely will. And and sometimes that, that darkness is 
I mean, it's like uh, it's like it says in the word, like we're not to have anything to do with the evil deeds of darkness, but rather expose it. And so there's going to be a lot of exposing coming up in the next, you know, I don't want to spend an hour talking about it or whatever, but like the next two to five, we're going to see a lot of exposure. I think that's the word. Um, you might see that Epstein list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, could um, be crazy. Could, yeah. You, and and here's the thing. I think that a lot of people are, um, we can get to a place where, where we're getting so much of our information from, from news outlets or, or other sources but what i would recommend before we even get to venturing into um anything is is to to take that journey with god and his word and take him at his word take him at his word because if he says it in the word guess what you can go to the bank with it and he loves his people he loves his creation you know and he he wants to restore everybody his the word says that it's not his will that any shall perish now does that mean that everybody's not going to perish no, unfortunately, there's going to be people that will will not believe, that will choose to disobey and stay um, revilers and evildoers. And here's the thing: what we're not called um, to be the judge of those people. That's his job. Um, it, it's Pastor Michael says that God doesn't need judges; he needs witnesses. He needs witnesses to his um, to his kingdom, and that's what we're going to continue to do: is, is witness the word of God. And allow the Holy Spirit to move in such a way that God does get the glory. And people don't look at it and go, yeah, well, that was him or her that did that. No, that's Jesus. Oh, Trump. He, no, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, or, yeah, I mean, that we can, we, yeah. and here, I mean, we've created political messiahs, man. We've, co- yeah. we've created these political messiahs. And and here's the, here's the, here's where I'll end <laughs> some of this. Like, uh, Joe Biden can't save this country. Kamala Harris can't save this country. Donald Trump can't save this country. The only one that can save this country is Jesus Christ. And he is the only way of the Father. It's not through a political power or reign. It's not through um, a political agenda or movement. It's through the one door that leads to eternal salvation, and that's through Jesus. And that's where our focus needs to be, and everything else will take care of itself. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, my man. I, I reflect on that verse often and I think of our country. I have plans to prosper you and not forsake you. We we feel a little bit forsaken. I do. And I'm just like, nah, man, he's got plans to prosper me. Mm-hmm. So don't worry. Don't fear. Mm-hmm. And keep moving on. Keep keep doing the Lord's work. Amen, brother. And you will fall short. And yep. that's okay. Just yep. run back to him. Run back. But run I do. back with open arms. Mm-hmm. Amen. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, big dog. Yeah, bro. Uh, I'll pray and then we'll get out. Let's do it. Jesus, I want to thank you for the direction that you've taken our conversation. You always know what's best. You always know uh, what we need, even when we don't know. I'm thankful for my brother. I'm thankful for a man of valor that is standing strong and true to his convictions in Christ Jesus, that no matter what the world throws at him, he chooses to stay connected to the vine, which is life which is you. And he can be a branch that bears much fruit inside of you. And so we're thankful for everything you've blessed him with, a voice to the lost. And as he said, uh, one who loves you and loves his neighbor well. That's what he wants. That's his desire. I believe that you always meet us in places where your word specifically speaks to the depths of our heart. And that's what he has done. He's chosen to follow your goodness 
and your word and your will for his life. I pray for his family, God. I pray for complete and total and divine healing over his baby girl. I pray for protection over his wife, that her immune system be strong, that every um, every sickness that's trying to come against this family, God, will be refuted to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank you that you've uh, you've given him an ability as um, a mighty warrior of his household, one who um, holds a shield of faith over his family. I thank you that you've given him the power, God, to be who you've called him to be, not just as um, a union worker, as a welder, but also for a man in your kingdom, a God-fearing man who wants the best for humanity. And so we thank you for your love tonight. We thank you for your truth tonight, God. We thank you for your word. It sparks such uh, a joy within us. And as we continue to grow near to you, God, I pray that we would continue to fan the flame that you've placed inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you, man. Love you too, bro. Be easy, brother. Take it easy, Scotty. See ya. Peace, everybody.